Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Funky Farm Girl podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl, and this is episode 67, In It With You. Now, you may notice this week that the sound quality is a little bit different than it normally is. I'm really hoping that this will work out well. It has been a crazy day, and I am actually recording this week's episode in my van, sitting in a parking lot outside of dance class, instead of in my typical recording studio, aka my bedroom closet. So please bear with me. I really hope that this is going to be a good quality audio and that we'll be able to get through this episode and still bring it to you this week because I really, really feel like this week is a very important topic that everyone needs to know. Uh, this this week is going to be a bit of a departure. We're going to get away from homesteading topics for today. And I just want to talk to you as a woman, as a person who is going through whatever it is you're walking through right now. Um, I think almost everyone is carrying something heavy at this point. It may just be COVID related and it may be additional things or things that are even deeper than that. And so today I really want to encourage you that you are not alone, that there are many, many people who love you, who care about you, and who are in it with you. And I want to encourage you to keep going. And so today I'm going to walk through where we all are and how we can keep going in the midst of all of this that's, that's surrounding us right now. So I'm going to start with reading you some scripture. This morning um, we do a devotional every morning on our Usually at our kitchen table, um, the weather has been nice enough lately because fall is here that we've been able to do it sitting on the front porch. And this morning, <coughs> excuse me, this is the passage that Amber was reading for our devotional. And it says, but now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame, it shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So that is Isaiah 43, the first three verses. And I just want to encourage you that the God of Israel, the God of Jacob, our God, our Savior, He has called us by name. We belong to Him. And He is with us. And so with that as our focus, I want to also talk about how I am in it with you. How there are those around you who are in it with you. You are not alone. So way back in March of last year, 
we started to hear the word COVID for the first time. And we were told that we needed to stay home for two weeks to flatten the curve. And all of us, I think, thought we can make adjustments for a short-term issue. We can make some small sacrifices and, and stay home for two weeks and make do and, you know, for the greater good. And 18 months later, that two weeks to flatten the curve is still there. And we are so stretched thin in every area. We are stretched thin financially. Um, so many people have had adjustments to their employment. It may be that you have fewer hours. It may be that your job was eliminated. The company that you worked for or the company that you owned went under. It may be that um, maybe it's just been a trying time financially for you as food prices go up and things are harder to find without paying more for them. Um, there's just been so many things that have caused people to struggle financially in the midst of all this. Um, and so many people are also struggling and stretched thin emotionally. How much more of this can we take? We feel isolated from the rest of society. There's all these uncertainties and questions about should we or shouldn't we be at church, be around a large group, be with family, be here, be there. And it can feel very, very emotionally wearing. Um, and then just the emotional stress of people who are maybe working from home, who are used to being in a job, people who are extroverted, who are not allowed to be around as many people, people who um, maybe are homeschooling when their kids have always been in school. And that by itself is just an emotional roller coaster that you didn't sign up for. And then you just have the total lack of certainty about the future. There's, you know, nobody can plan for anything because it might possibly be canceled or it might possibly be shut down or um, we don't know if we're going to have the supplies that we need to do this or that because of the supply chain issues. Um, we don't know what mandates are going to be put in place, whether it's mask or vaccine or whatever. There's, there's so much uncertainty with all of that. We can't even really look ahead to Thanksgiving and Christmas right now and say this is the way it will be. Um, it's just so unpredictable and uncertain and always changing. And not being able to just look ahead and go, well, in a few months, at least we have this. Um, it, it makes it difficult. And that, again, stretches us thin. Um, a lot of us are stretched thin spiritually. We are learning to trust God while walking through deep, deep water. A lot of us don't feel like we're walking through deep water. A lot of us feel like we're drowning in that water. And the only thing we can do is rely on the Lord and beg him to keep us from going under. Um, it's It's been a time that has really tested the faith of a lot of people, whether it's because of all these other areas where we're stretched thin financially or emotionally or um trusting him with the future and all those things um it's this has been one of those times where your faith is really tested to see what is true where are you walking it out 
Um, we've been stretched thin just practically. Um, how many extra precautions do you have to make? How many times do you have to make sure you have a mask with you when you go somewhere? How many times um, do you have to worry about what the restrictions are for certain things? Uh, I know when my daughter graduated, she wasn't even sure that they were going to be open for her to start college in the fall. Um, so, you know, there's just all of these little things that we have to take into consideration. Shipping delays, supply chain issues, even just a simple trip to the grocery store right now. You're not even guaranteed to find all the things that you need and bring them home. You may end up having to go to a second store or a third store. Um, it may be that you stumble across something that you need that it takes you months to find another one because of supply chain issues. Um, just all of that together, we're stretched thin, y'all. 18 months of this has just been too much, and now we are stretched thin. I did a, a question poll on my Instagram stories um, a couple days ago, and I asked, who's on the struggle bus and who's cruising along just fine? 98% of the people who answered my poll were on the struggle bus. You are not alone. This is not just you um, being ill-equipped or unable to handle life well. This is not that you are inadequate. This is not that you are the only one who's had everything dumped on you at once. I really want you to hear me. We are in it with you. You are not alone. So, I want us to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. And I'm going to read us another scripture. This time I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians 4, starting in verses 7 through 9. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. And if we skip down to verse 8 and 16, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction, is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. This life, this world is light and momentary. It is the things that are unseen that are that are eternal. Those are the things that we need to fix our eyes on and focus on during things like this. So I know we're all weary. I know we're all stretched thin. 
So the question is, how do we keep going? And that's really where I want to help you and encourage you today. I know you want to quit. I know you want to just sit down and cry and refuse to go any further. But friend, let me reach out my hand. Let me help you up and let me help you keep going. Because you are not alone. We are in it with you. And so, I have five things that I want you to remember um, in helping us deal with all these different areas where we are stretched thin and overwhelmed and feeling discouraged. Number one, I've said this several times already this podcast episode, remember you are not alone. Isolation does not fix anything. Do not buy into the lie that you are too much, that you are a burden, that no one else will care, that no one else will understand, that no one else is dealing with the types of things you're dealing with. I guarantee you other people are struggling like you are. People need you just as much as you need them. And so don't isolate yourselves. Don't wall yourself off. Don't go hide in the corner and despair. Stay out there. Don't hide in the dark. Drag it out to the light. Remember you're not alone. You're not the only one there. There is strength in numbers. There is strength in unity. Uh, I read an example this morning that a horse can pull 2,500 pounds of weight on its own. Do you know how much two horses can pull? You would think that the answer would be 5,000 pounds because there would be 2,500 pounds per horse. But no, researchers discovered that two horses together could pull 12,500 pounds. That's more than five times than one horse could pull by itself. So remember, there is strength in numbers. We are not alone. We have each other to lean on and to connect to. And so that leads me to number two. Be sure that you look out and not in. The first number one rule I learned in therapy was do not spiral. When you are inwardly focused and you're thinking about the things that overwhelm you and you're thinking about the hurts and the stresses and the struggles and the worries and the overwhelm, it puts you in this spiral and you go round and round and round and around with the same thought pattern. And each time you go further and further out of control, further and further into despair, further and further not knowing what to do next, more and more paralyzed, more and more unable to move forward. So I'm going to ask you, do not spiral. Instead of looking in 
and focusing on all of the stuff that could quite easily freak you out, overwhelm you, and make you feel despair. Instead of looking in at that, I want you to look out. I want you to ask how you can pray for others. A couple days ago, I got some news that was really discouraging to me and frustrating. Made me a little bit sad. Um, and on top of that, our family was dealing with about three other issues already outside of the, all the COVID challenges and mandates and all of that stuff. And so I was so overwhelmed and I was trying to figure out what to do. And the Lord says, pray for other people. And so I put a text box on my Instagram stories and I asked how I could pray for you. I was overwhelmed by the response I got. Just story after story of people in dealing with incredibly hard things. Who felt alone. Who really were overwhelmed by the kindness of someone else to just to ask. What are you going through? How can I pray for you? Um, and it really took the focus off of my own issues and, and helped me to focus on serving and, and loving on other people. And honestly, it made my burdens feel a little lighter. So find a way to ask people how you can pray for them. Find a way to give or serve someone else. Maybe you bake someone a meal or even just a loaf of banana bread. Maybe you go serve a local charity or a food bank. Y'all, I know they are so desperate for volunteers right now. COVID has made their work 10 times harder because their needs are so much greater and the staff and capacity that they have for volunteers is so much less than it was. And they are struggling. So maybe the solution is for you to go and be a blessing to someone else. And that always comes back and blesses you too. In ways that you don't expect. So remember you're not alone. Look out, not in. Number three, look up, not around. I challenge you to read your Bible at least as much or more than you read the news. I challenge you to look to Jesus for assurance and not COVID case numbers. We need peace that passes all understanding. We need a rock solid firm foundation that cannot be moved and won't shift and change with the science or the evidence or the times or the political agenda and we don't get that from the world we only get that from Jesus so I challenge you to keep your eyes on him because when you look at chaos and that's what you're focused on you will feel chaos around you but when your eyes are on Jesus and you're fixed on him then you have peace that passes all understanding so I challenge you to be sure and be in your Bible every day. I challenge you to be praying every day. 
for the situations around us, for the people that you love, for the people that you're reaching out to that are hurting, and for your own family, yourselves. The number four. Keep moving forward. Now is not the time to quit. Now is not the time to stop. We cannot afford to sit down and, and quit. There's too much at stake, y'all. Our, our friends and our neighbors and our loved ones need to see our faith in action when times are hard. This world needs to see that there is hope. And we can't give that hope to other people if we can't access it ourselves. And if we are despaired and we are broken down and we are freaking out with the rest of the world, then how can we look at them in the eye and say, I have myself anchored in the hope of Jesus? Because it won't, it won't be authentic and sincere to them. So, practically speaking, when you're overwhelmed, the best thing you can do is to write a brain dump. Dump everything you can think of that's in your mind, that's jumping out at you onto paper. Get it out of your head. Stop the spiral. Write down every single last worry. Every single last thing. Just write it all down. Everything that needs to be done, write it all down. Every prayer request, every last thing in your mind, write it down. And then, do the next thing. I took Georgia this week to see Mr. Goodman because she was very proud of her work with the 4-H Pullet Project and her um, awards. Um, if you were, did not see my Instagram stories, Georgia won um, first place in showmanship for her Pullet Project at 4-H at the county fair and then she won best of breed for golden comets and then she also won grand champion of the entire pullet show and so she had learned so much from mr goodman and she wanted to go and see him her favorite farm store farmer and so we went to see mr goodman and she told him mr goodman i almost didn't go to the show and he said, what do you mean? And she said, when I had my meeting and I learned all the things that I needed to do and all the things that would be required of me, I got overwhelmed and scared. And I said, I can't do these things. I can't do all this. It's too hard. It's too much. It expects too much of me. It pushes me too hard. It stretches me too thin. This is more than I can do. She said, but my mom and dad told me that I needed to persevere and do it and figure out a way to do what I had committed to do. And he said, you know what, Georgia, I'm glad that they did that. And he starts telling her about the fields in his, on his farm that need to be plowed and the different fields that need to be planted and the different tomatoes that he had to pick that morning and the tomatoes that were left to pick and the store that he's running and the 
vendor sale that he's about to go to and how much product he's going to have to order and um, all the different things that he's juggling and how he gets up at 5.30 in the morning and he's, he's up until late into the night. And he said, I just keep doing the next right thing. Over and over again, I just do the next right thing. And that's all I can do. And y'all, that's all we can do. Do a brain dump. Figure out where you are with all the things that, that are weighing on you. And then do the next right thing. Don't wait until you get organized or you have more money or things start to settle down first. You need to start now. And you need to keep moving forward. Do not let the circumstances of the world today or the circumstances of the things going on in your life keep you in limbo. You need to keep moving forward. And then last but not least, number five, get your house in order. Number one, I think you need to be organized. I think you need to make sure that your home is decluttered, that things that you need are where you can find them, and that you can access them quickly, that you have systems in place, because those kinds of things are going to help make all that overwhelming work simple and, and easier for you. It's a lot easier to do laundry when you know where all the supplies are and there's room in your closet for your clothes and there's room in your drawers for the things that need to go there and you have a system in place. So number one, declutter and, and get organized. Number two, be prepared. Shortages are inevitable. If you are not experiencing shortages in your area, you will be soon. So please be prepared. Uh, if you want your holidays to look like they always do, prepare yourself by going ahead and preparing for those holidays now. Buy your holiday food while it's still in stock. Begin to buy Christmas presents now so that they have time to be shipped and not run into months and months of delays. Um, between shortages and shipping delays, there's a lot of uncertainty. And so I urge you to be prepared when it comes to the holidays and just in general for your family. What will you eat? How will you take care of your family? Be prepared for those things. Number two, be prepared for homeschooling. Um, it may be that you're already homeschooling. It may be that things come to a point where you need to, either voluntarily or because just the COVID issues are so bad in your area that your children are not able to go to school. So be prepared for that. I am regularly now, when I am at Goodwill and other used bookstores and things of that nature, looking for homeschooling, printed materials that I can keep on hand in case there comes a time where I won't have as much access to those things that I'm equipped to continue teaching my girls. What do you need to do to accommodate homeschooling if that were to need to be part of your life and is not part of your life now? 
what would you need to do to be able to continue homeschooling if that's something that you're doing now? What would you need to have in place in your home? Supplies, textbooks, any of those kinds of things. Be prepared. Begin to think about those things. And then the third thing, be prepared for further restrictions. Uh, I believe that the way the numbers are going and the way the government is leaning, that there will be more and more restrictions in place. And I think that we need to be prepared to live in a world with those restrictions. And that will be easier if we prepare for that now. So begin to do the things that you need to do now while you're unrestricted. So that if restrictions come, you're taken care of. And last but not least, get your physical house in order. Be health conscious. Make sure if you're not already that you have a healthy immune system. That you're doing things that support that healthy immune system. So that you are less likely to get sick. And when you get sick, your body is healthier and able to fight it off. Eat a diet of whole foods. Exercise. Get good rest. Take care of your body so that you are better equipped to take care of your family. The past 18 months have been really hard. And some say that the worst is yet to come. Some of you have all of this to deal with plus more. You're dealing with death of family members, you're dealing with cancer diagnoses, you're dealing with uncertainty about jobs or housing or school or any number of things. And I just want to encourage you by telling you, you've made it this far. So press on, friends. Keep pressing on and don't look back. And so I want to read to you, to end our time together, again from my Bible, I want to read to you Philippians 3, starting in 13. Brothers, sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Join me in imitating me. Join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have told you and now tell you even with tears walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Therefore, my sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved.
Friends, I want you to know that I am in it with you. And I am cheering you on. If you need to reach out, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at The Funky Farm Girl. Or you can email me, Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, at thefunkyfarmgirl.com. Until next time, friends.